1: Well, hello there and welcome to the Squareball podcast, the match ball post-Swansea City, Legion United 0, Swansea City 1. I'm Dan Moylan. Got the usual two with me, Michael Normanton. Hello. And Daniel Chapman, Moscow White. Hello. And thank God the grief cast is finally back. The long-awaited return of a miserable post-match analysis. So uh, let's pick it apart then. Let's unpack what's happened at Ellen Road today. What went wrong? We lost. Fucking idiots! Right, that's the end of this
2: uh, podcast. Uh, we'll speak to you next time. Anyway, Michael, what do you reckon? Need to change all the players, the formation, the style, the manager, the stadium. <laughs> Did hear a wonderful call
1: on uh, the post-match on BBC Radio Leeds. I think it was Brenda. Who... She said
2: they should do some shooting. Yeah, no, some goal scoring. What they need to
1: do
3: is get them in and do practicing shooting. I mean, she's not wrong. If we could do, like, just hit the fucking thing. We'd score more goals. I'm convinced of this. I've been convinced of it last season, this season. Just shoot. Just shoot. Well, we had 21 opportunities today, but it. How many of them did we shoot from? How many did we just fanny about?
1: Mm, But I never felt like we were going to score today. I don't know. I just had that feeling in more waters like it was never going to be, it was never going to go in.
2: I kind of thought we were going to. I thought it was going to be a repeat of the Brentford game. We were, it, when we made the subs, it did get a little bit end-to-end, which was slightly concerning, because we'd pretty much dominated it, I thought, for the for the vast majority of the game, particularly the first half. I mean, if Alioski had a, probably the best chance after about five, ten minutes or something, it came, yeah. came across him on the left-hand side, and he had a lot of time and space, and he just twatted it as hard as he could, and it went flying over the bar. Um, and then he had a quite a similar chance not long after that as well. Um, Bamford had a couple of half chances... But we would we were so comfortably on top. I wasn't that worried.
3: I think that works against us sometimes. I think that's why kind of Alioski whacking the ball into the south stand, you kinda of think, well, it's okay. Whereas if that chance had come to him eighty five minutes nil nil, I think he might have paid more attention to actually getting it in the goal, I, I like to think. Um but there is something about we just called, uh, ah, first few minutes, see what I can do with this. Nope, never mind, we'll go again and then and then yeah, the five minutes from time you think mm, just score a goal just please somebody just score a goal and don't concede one two, two things we really need to do in the last five minutes score not concede
2: I think both those things would probably work to turn defeats into victories it's just annoying that the points we've dropped at home this year so far have, have come from games we've dominated and just really scrappy corners when in games they've not really created many chances they, did they have did the Cavs open at any point I'm not sure they did really
3: no, not really. I can't remember what their other chance was. They're down on the stats as two. I think we created thirteen from memory. Um and uh Yeah, but I can't I can only remember the one that they actually scored from. I don't have anything that where I thought like, oh, they've really torn us apart and had a really good effort at, I suppose Kiko had to make that one.
2: Yeah, uh, Matt Grimes from the edge of the box.
3: Yeah. And was it the um the free kick that was deflected and then they had a good shot and Kiko had to save Yeah, it. That, so, that was the one. Right, so there we go. That's it. So two set pieces, basically, where they had two chances. So did, I think there'll probably be, we're extrapolating and projecting here, probably a few people going like, sort the defence out because we conceded from a corner. But it's not, that's not the problem, really. People having two chances from two set pieces, that happens. It's um, it's not scoring, is the problem.
1: Yeah, because that goal—the one that we conceded—it came from like the second phase, didn't it? We'd cleared
3: the initial corner, but then not, just not well enough. I—the way I wrote it down was uh, corner, scramble, cross, scramble, goal. Pretty much summed it up. And then um, Norman Hunter, who was sitting near me, got up at that point and uh, and walked behind me, going "Lucky bastards!" You've helped some the whole thing up. Do you think we were unlucky? Is is that? Could you put some of it down to luck?
2: It depends how harsh you want to be about our finishing. We were unlucky. We we created chances and Kettier was came close with a header as well. I could quite a hard one. It was, but it still was close. It yeah. Still it was into the side netting. If Bamford had done that header, would he have been getting pelters. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I
3: think it he would have said as I don't well, maybe it's the angle I saw it, but I didn't look at it as like, Oh, that that should have gone in the net. I thought it was the keeper had missed it and then um was kind of out the way, but it was a really tight angle to get the header in. So I think anybody would probably, have yeah. you're more likely to hit the side netting. I, even I would not have had a go at Patrick Pamford over that one.
1: Well, he kind of, he kind of ducked down, didn't need to try and head it back towards goal. But I think at that point as well, you've got a great big pink keeper
3: flying through the air in your general direction as well. I think he was a bit flummoxed, by the way, that that big pink guy kind of dived out the way as well. He kind of He, he was very good at catching everything all game. I think he thought, oh, he's just going to, catch that but instead he he dived across it and suddenly it's like oh shit I've got to head this in the net and it wasn't a massive deal I think that's the thing there was no there weren't sitters but there was one the the one when Pablo Hernandez ended up sort of trying to dribble it Mm. into like a nutmeg the goalkeeper that's the one where I was thinking just if he just put his foot through it you there probably were, would have scored.
2: There were a few occasions like that as well. I mean, it was middle of the first half, which is the opposite end to where I'm sitting, so you, you can't always tell just how good a chance it was. But there seemed a couple of times when Pablo and Klitsch could have, could have had shots from the edge of the box, and again, we're trying to just go one pass more. Forshaw sure had a shot from the edge of the box, which inevitably went to ten yards over.
1: But were, were they ever like those clear-cut chances, or was it always when you think maybe if we take a touch, lay it off, there's a better option on? Because it felt like we were we were shooting into or crossing into most of the time just a, a brick wall of players,
2: possibly. But the, we have so many half chances that really we should score some.
3: <laughs> it is true. Like it's hard to tell what, what, where the opportunity was. For example, on that Hernandez one, um, it looked like oh, if he just hit it now, but then he obviously felt he needed to to take it on a little bit more. Not like but, he had to dig it out of his feet a bit. Yeah, but then you you also think if you just dug it out with a kind of shooting motion, <laughs> that, that might work as well. Um, and there were there was a there were a lot of defenders back there. There was one, well, a few occasions in the second half when Pablo Hernandez was kind of um, in the I think they call it the left half space. Um, so he's not quite on the wing; he's kind of is going in the channel into the the penalty area, and as he's running with the ball. Um, Swansea's midfield in a line and their back five I think it was in a line are all kind of going back in two lines compressing behind him or in front of him as he's running and there's a lot of players for him to get to, and he's kind of he's got this ability to get to the byline but then once he's there there's you know there's eight players eight Swansea players to his right and the options are kind of uh, limited from there and we so we do end up kind of pulling it back and then a player's trying to shoot under pressure with all these players running at him so i don't think i mean if it's brenda yeah maybe we do need some shooting practice but bielsa has said this himself that they they practice shooting but it's very difficult to replicate the pressure that they're under in matches you can't exactly have the, the the same way it is with four or five defenders flying at you when you're trying to shoot you can't necessarily replicate that in training because the, the intensity isn't the same. So he just says you've got to rely on them to have the skill to do it. And uh, they fucking don't. <laughs> the twats. <laughs> we, we never quite got it going today, did we, Michael? It was never it was never pretty. We were
1: never passing through their lines, particularly like in the final third. It, al- it always felt like there were players in front of us.
2: It did, but I thought we were doing enough and I thought eventually the chance would fall and we would score. And you know the chance. if alioski scores his early chance maybe one of Bamford's half chances go in pablo scores we'd be saying what a great result it is and against one of the best teams in the league because they're obviously up there and i don't know the whole the whole story around the performance changes if we can just put the fucking ball in the net <laughs> it felt a lot like the brentford game it was really yeah it but like i say the the story that comes out of that is we've got these great subs now we can bring on who can change a game um, and that's going to be the difference between this year and last year, whereas the story that today is is going to be just the same as last year, which is very frustrating.
1: Well, let's talk about those subs then, because um, there's been plenty of argument for Costa and Nketiah starting. What do you think of them when they came on today?
2: I thought they both did well. The one thing with, it might have been a deliberate thing, I wasn't sure, with Nketiah coming on, we did seem to end up playing quite a few more long balls once he was on, I thought, which was maybe just to try and, Catch them off guard because he is very quick. There's one moment where he carved a chance out for himself, actually, where it looked like he was bound to get to the ball second, but instead he nipped it off someone's toe and then beat another man and then was sort of bundled over as he shot. Um, you can't really fault him or Costa. I thought they both did very well. And I think Costa might end up starting the next game in place of Harrison. Harrison, probably. What about Click? Well, Click's his absolute mainstay, isn't he? And I mean, the, what he did today with put, was basically put Pablo into the middle and and click to onside so, and click off off the pitch, which was a bit harsh on him because I thought he was actually playing better than Hernandez at, at the time. But he he likes leaving him on because we've seen what he can do. He can thread little balls through and meg people and just create something out of nothing, which maybe Klitsch doesn't always do. I think we've
3: seen that in probably every game when that's happened so far is that when. Hernandez comes in off the wing and plays at 10, we get worse. It happened at Bristol when that happened and Costa came on and we just suddenly, Bristol then had scored their goal and started looking uh, capable. And um, again, today, once he, he went in there, he's our most dangerous player, but something about him being in there just seems to give um, the other teams uh, an easier pass through as they get to attack more. Because um, that's what happened when those changes were made. I don't think it was as much... Um, Swansea's changes because they brought on Routledge in place of uh, number twenty-one, whose name escapes me, um, as their uh, kind of attacking midfielder, and Calvin Phillips just marked him exactly the same um, out the game. Um, but yeah, something for some reason when when Pablo comes in off the wing uh, and plays as a ten, we just don't look as good anymore.
1: Why? Why is that?
3: Maybe it's because clicks uh, shit housing in that position helps that he's he's got a defensive mind playing in a um up against their their back four or back however many and then click uh sorry Hernandez coming in off the wing um as a starting position. If he's playing wide he'll move in with the ball and they find him much more difficult to track. It's quite easy if he's in the in the number ten position because you're just marking him as that. Whereas if it's click, moving out of the way so Hernandez can come in off the wing and then you've got Stuart Dallas who is a winger coming up from right wing back. The movement is a lot better whereas um, once Hernandez is in the middle, Costa is just heading for the corner with Dallas behind him and uh, Forshaw and Phillips are, are midfielders in the centre circle. So it doesn't then look, we're not as fluid as a team, we're relying a lot more in that situation for Hernandez to to find a key to unlock the door from the middle. Whereas I think he's much better just like kind of smashing the window in from the wing.
1: But he had another one of those games today,
3: similar actually to Bristol City, just minus the killer passes. You think? I mean he was great. It's like there's no no problem with how Hernandez played.
2: I thought he was maybe a bit off it today, actually. But he's got a high standard. Like I say, if we win the game, I'm not complaining about him whatsoever. It's just that because we've lost the game, you've got to start picking things that went a bit wrong when actually we just didn't finish chances.
3: Bielsa's post match opinion is that he doesn't he could hasn't seen anything in that match that he could have changed. Says he wouldn't have done anything differently, didn't need anything different to happen. Um we just should have won. Mm. So kind of exactly what you're saying where it's like well do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. We should have won. Um but it's just it's a bit of a frustrating story that we uh we Should win these games, and then, um, yeah, Swansea just shit out their way to a scrambled goal in the 90th minute, and we don't.
2: I saw a lot of people saying that you know the Bielsa ball stuff wasn't working today, nothing was coming off, but I think enough did come off to win the game. And you've got to accept when decent teams come with a plan and would be happy to go away with the draw, they're going to put loads of people behind the ball, and it is going to be difficult sometimes. And you can't always just carve through them like they're stoke. It was shit. <laughs>
3: and that's the thing. Yes, yeah, Swansea had more threat um, and needed watching more than Stoke did, um, so it needed some more uh, care. But uh, um, yeah, so I don't think we can say that it wasn't working. It is concerning that we've dropped. Um, well, not concerning, but it's perhaps obvious that we've dropped all our points at home because teams do come a little bit more settled to defend, whereas um away they are supposed to, it's that thing they're supposed to put on a show for the home fans. So there's more space for us to exploit. There wasn't that massive gap there today that uh, Pablo Hernandez could just play a cross field pass into for Dallas to run on. There was always um, a decent defence uh, that we were up against and we Uh, Looking at the stats, 21 shots, only three on target. Uh, They had seven shots, two on target. We had two big chances, they had none. Um, So it's those kind of things where it's even though we're up against um, a good defence, we managed to, we passed 14 times into their penalty area successfully. They passed six times successfully into ours. We created 13 chances, they created two. You can kind of go back on the the numbers a little bit and say, um, we were getting the ball into the space where it needs to go. And then you just wasn't going from there into the back of the net.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: So what do we need to change then, if anything, or do we just stick to plan A again and make plan A better? Are you
2: concerned? No. We've been good this season. We were good last season. We just need to be slightly better. (laughs) I don't think there's any need for a panic. No, I'd go along
3: with that. There's, um, And we've got the the positive signs as well, which were the um, Enketia and Kostra, although we're saying that um, we perhaps weren't as effective in the closing stages once they were on. There were different options in Um I have n- no criticism of Bamford's performance to offer today, uh, but when Enketia came on, he has the ability to f- to turn nothing into a chance, which is kind of... Um, something that could be very useful uh, in this kind of game. He should have, he had a couple of opportunities where perhaps a little bit more, a little bit more something and uh, he might have had a goal, but they came from pretty much nothing. Him just chasing um, a a through ball or a a loose pass that uh, Bamford just, like, it's not his game to to chase those So so we have that ability to do something different with a different player, whereas... um, yeah, last season it was either it was Bamford or Roof playing ninety minutes. It was interesting today that we did get to see the. Um, a lot of people have been talking up the Bamford and Inketia thing as a as a combination up front, and Bielsa just went for the straight swap. Um, intriguing that, that that happened, and uh, and nice that the South Stand uh, serenaded Bamford off. They were singing his name for quite a long time after he'd gone off the pitch, which was nice. And then I think. Um, Eddie then immediately had a chance, so it disappeared. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. But but good performance by Bamford, good reception, and then a straight like-for-like swap that gave us something different up front. So those little signs um, are helpful. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to give Swansea the credit of that goal. I don't think it it should count. (laughs) It's a nil-nil draw today. I think that's another Kiko uh, clean sheet.
1: Do you think there's anything positive to be gained from... Getting the defeat out of the way a little bit. I mean, obviously we'd like to win every game, but all right, we've got it out of the way now. We know we can bounce back, and it'll leave them hungry coming out of the international break. I think I'd have rather won. (laughs) I mean, me too. On
2: on balance, yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm trying to what I'm trying to do is pull a positive from a defeat. We just need to do what we did at the start of last year when we lost games. We started really well, then we did lose when we did lose games. We just then went and won the next. 3 and then everyone forgot about it because everyone drops points in this league.
3: Yeah, there is the the truth that um pressure mounts upon a um an unbeaten run. Um I wrote the other week about Leeds winning 29 games at the start of the uh 74/75 season which became uh, a huge burden um the longer it went on. I feel like we probably could have gone longer than what is it 5. <laughs> We're quite a long way off 29 games and the the kind of pressure um I would have liked to have a few more games unbeaten. But um But it is what it is.
2: It feels as well like the way we're set up, we're not really a drawing side. If we've drawn a game, it's not it'll be because we've come from behind or they've come from behind. We're never we never go out to draw a game anymore, do we? Whereas under, you know, Hackingbottom, Warnock, every other manager we've had, they would have gone to a certain grounds and gone, right, okay. Take a point today. We never do that anymore. Well,
1: funny you should mention Warnock because uh, I have mentioned in, in previous podcasts that he'd always said that it's always worth going for it in the Championship because three points is a damn sight better than one and it's worth risking the loss because you go up based on your wins. So if we just snuck, you know sneak to win there, three points in the bag for us, it's, it all changes everything. Whereas actually we probably would have drawn that one. It's one point. Okay, we're a lot happier, but even still it's, it's only one point dropped in it really. From, yeah, from a drawing position
2: and the game was there to be won we'd made chances already and we've seen this season we've got late goals in us there's no I've no problem with us losing a game from chasing it it's a shame to lose it to another shitty scrambled corner mm. Matt Grimes Matt Grimes um, note for um, the mother of Matt Grimes who was uh, it to a chant today <laughs> another one we do for, um, for Tom Ince about his dad right yes it was uh, your mum is and so are you oh Right. Which seemed mm, I mean, a bit harsh, maybe. Probably, but, probably no, fair. Just overste- <laughs> overstep the line a little bit. Now, nah, fucker. Maybe that's sexism on my part to think you can't sing that about uh, about someone's mother. Maybe we should treat her equally.
3: She may have had a, a less um, notable career in football, but I feel like she is just <laughs> as annoying in Paul in her own ways. <laughs> So do we need to think about
1: changing anything then, to go back to the question before? Do we need to change anything heading into Barnsley? Would you give Nketiah a go
2: against them? Because Bielsa doesn't change a winning team, but this is now a losing team. I think the problem with starting him is that I don't feel as confident in Bamford coming off the bench. I feel like it's it's kind of nice, this thing we have of running players down like every, everything was focused down the left hand side to begin with as well I think because we've with Harrison and Alioski there we've got a lot more legs on that side rather than you know Pablo and Dallas who are slightly slower and older on the other side and there's something nice about having that, that change of pace when you can bring um, Nketiah on and you can bring costron on and it does change the change the whole balance of the game whereas Bam, bringing on Bamford and Forshaw or whoever you're going to drop it doesn't feel like it'd have the same impact,
3: no, and it needed uh speeding up today. That was the thing that if there was one thing I would change about today's match, it was that we were very kind of sluggish in the first half um and straight after half time in particular, and the that kind of went the stands as well. The first five minutes of the second half was just kind of weird, like it didn't feel like it was one of those games when everyone's kind of still coming back from the bar after half time and the game hasn't really got any shape, and nothing's really happened. But certainly the first half, I think, because we were maybe up against um, a team that was top of the table with us, it was a little bit more cautious and not as dominant as um, as we have been. We didn't go out, and uh, it wasn't the pattern that it's been, where a team has kind of attacked us or pressed us, and then we've got a grip on it and gone for it. We got better as the game went on, but we never had a; they never really had a a period of madly attacking us and then we, we never turned out into a period where we were completely dominant. It was all very much kind of back and forth too much, but then not really chances being created. It was, it was two
1: quite evenly matched sides, albeit the stats suggest that we should have done a lot better, but they did a pretty good job on us,
3: really. I think that's one of the things that's positive about it. We're up against a team that were, it, it felt evenly matched, but then we did actually create way more chances than they did and were much the better side going forward at least you've got to give credit I guess to their defence um, to some some respects we criticise our finishing because we look at everything from a, a Leeds perspective and we say why didn't Pablo Hernandez just put his foot through all the time but when there are six defenders inside the penalty area and Pablo Hernandez is trying to shoot you can kind of understand why there would be just that another, I'll have another touch see if I can get a gap I'll have another touch and so um, some credit to their defending has to be uh, involved as well so not wankers. a time to panic. Sorry. I called them wankers. <laughs> I was going to say, so not a time to panic. We're all fine then, are we? I suppose the one other thing, I've just been looking at the start of last season when, uh, so the last game before the international break was also on the 31st of August, which that's the date today, isn't it? Um, and um, that was a nil-nil draw with Middlesbrough just after we'd gone out of the League Cup. After we'd uh, just won 3-0 as well away, as we, we mentioned on the other podcast. Yeah, um so it's that little thing where basically the same as last season but then losing that match makes it just two points worse no one point worse because it's it was a draw my maths (laughs) my maths is struggling how many points is it for a win now (laughs) jimmy hill can two and a half it's two and a half but um yeah so that's that's kind of maybe the disappointment but then um we came back after that international break drawing 1-1 one, one away to Millwall so I suppose if we just absolutely smash um, Leeds United B, Leeds United Barnsley <laughs> um, with Apo Halme and uh, Malik Wilkes and Alex Mowat and who else has gone there? Uh, John Hendry John <laughs> Hendry um, everybody else uh, then that would, that would immediately redress the balance so there's an opportunity there.
1: And that's the thing as well, based on the experience of last season, we kind of got the Derby game, I think we've got that out of our system. Although we've only won one in seven at Ellen Road, so do we need to panic? Anyway, moving on from that, um, we've got that out of our system. Things have settled down. We're all right. Today was a bit of a disappointment. We know that off the back of these defeats, we generally come back and put in a good
2: performance. We do, and there's enough there's enough in us to suggest that we will again. This isn't this isn't a time to throw everything away and start again. It's not. It's not hecking bottom era. Let's get rid of all of these players
1: and uh, we'll pick heroes and villains in a second first i want to check michael did you win or lose any money today because leeds
2: lost so did i you... won 52 pounds uh off what size of a bet 10 pounds uh, at what point did you put that on uh before we go swansea to win 10 pounds on swansea to win <laughs> i'm very sorry it's despicable <laughs> i lost two quid when i was winning
3: that was my pre-match bet leeds win two pound so, heroes and villains. Then, first of all, as your first villain nomination, you, you traitorous scumbag. It's, it's.
2: Yeah, I'll take
3: it. <laughs> you should take us to the shop over the road and you should buy us fifty pounds worth of sweets. <laughs> i going to force you to do that afterwards after we're finished here. Uh, who else from the actual game then? Heroes yeah. or villains? It's up to you. A uh, hero, uh, Alyoski. Although I mean, missing those chances is a bit annoying. But then, uh, getting booked for a frankly hilarious foul when um he just sort of swung his leg like like a um like a weird wrestling move almost or like a um you know like a salad mixer yeah he just swung swung his leg and chopped somebody down um but sort of accidentally that's the thing and then straight after that um, he got tangled up with somebody in the corner and ended up um, basically sticking his head up their ass until, until they fell over, at which point the referee gave a free kick to Leeds. And it was absolutely, somebody in, as, uh, in fact, somebody tweeted me a video of it, but the, the Wi-Fi on the ground wasn't good enough for me to watch. So I'll, I'll look forward to watching that in a few moments and seeing um, oh, how got, good it have, does. Oh, have you got the Wi-Fi password? um for the gantry yeah it won't work anywhere else and i mean it doesn't fucking work there either so don't nobody needs to get excited spend <laughs> half the uh there's a villain for you the wi-fi ellen road it's no better in the press area than it is anywhere else what about matt grimes's mom does she deserve a mention in one of these categories <laughs> yeah i mean she's probably pissed and dancing on the decking somewhere isn't she having an absolute saturday night of her dreams get all the girls round and uh watch um like emmerdale farm on the telly and silent and laugh but um (laughs) i'm just going to watch this video of alioski now hold on this is live so he's no yes he actually literally yes he's just sticking his head up his backside he's trying to enter a man yeah basically there's there's absolutely no other way of uh, describing it i'll show it to both of you your live reactions oh yeah he is okay yep that's, that's definitely the tactic, isn't it? Just rubbing his hair against his buttocks it's until. someone like
2: would be be born in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. So hero for that. <laughs> I I didn't thank you, Ricky
3: Ricardo. From uh, my for my angle, me that.
2: I, I never properly noticed that he was doing that. I know their striker was annoyed and confused by what had happened, <laughs> and now I can see why. Well, there's a man trying to clamber into my anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely
1: worthy of some heroics. Anybody else for? Less uh, inauspicious things. Uh, Cammy Cowan
2: Phillips was very good, and, and he, he played through an injury as well. Basically, he did. He looked absolutely knackered at the end of the first half, and it, I fully expected him not to come out actually. But then he did, and then he did a really good tackle, got injured again. Um, then he did a re- another really good tackle and just carried on.
3: Yeah, they were ready to sub him off. They were. They had Costa already, and then he uh, he absolutely clattered that guy. And brilliantly timed tackle with no just shrugged it off, and they were like costy pulling is going warm up again I think he's fine um and I uh yeah I was paying particular attention to Calvin today because I've got to um write about him for a thing and uh, yeah he marks uh yeah as I said before he marked their playmaker out of the game just really really excellent and what he's div- what he's got is just he can turn an interception becomes a really good pass that's something he's he's developed and that was happening a lot today where he just gets to the ball first but he's using it brilliantly with his first touch. And uh, and I felt as well, we were talking before about how the tempo was kind of slow. When Calvin got on the ball and started paying, playing more passes, we, we sped up. Um, yeah, he was really good, especially considering he was absolutely fucked
1: just had a tweet from uh, Rowan Lightfoot who was saying on uh, on Swan's TV uh, their analyst just said that Swansea were a better passing, better football team and called us a long ball team. So do we want to put Swans TV in as, as potential villains? <laughs> uh, not potential, absolutely nailed
3: on
2: I villains. Did, I did notice by our normal standards we did play quite a few long yeah. balls towards the end when Nketiah was on, which is not standard for us. But I think maybe we were trying to. They were they maybe were pushing up a bit and we thought it was a, an opportunity to to get in behind. Can actually
3: do the stats on this we played uh, eighteen out of thirty seven of our long balls were successful. thirteen out of thirty seven of Swansea's long balls were successful, so we were just better at it um four hundred and twenty four of our shorts. Uh, passes out 483 were successful they did 213 out of 288 so again we passed them off the park uh they're saying who was the better passing team we completed 85 percent they completed 70 percent
2: so um this is a bit like when rafa benitez did that <laughs> and that's a fact uh rant <laughs>
3: <laughs> well it is a fact and i want to nominate as well um scary steve cooper because i know it, it sounds like it's us making this a big deal about opposition managers coming to play Leeds and what it means to them is to get the win. But at the end of the game, he was um, in front of their fans, fist pumping, giving it... And you could either, Did yeah, he go full yeah. frank? He went full frank. He was smacking the swan on his chest and giving it the absolute big I am. And it's like, it's, what is it? The sixth game of the season. And yes, you're top of the league, but you, you absolutely shit house to win off a corner in the last minute. You can't be going... Bielsa would probably be afterwards he he'd be go ashamed. Over. yeah. He'd go over and say, No, I think we should uh, I'll write to the Football League on Monday and say that should have been a draw because I uh, I don't accept the nobility of this win. <laughs> Whereas uh he I think he was on the verge of throwing his few remaining teeth into the crowd. <laughs> he was that that excited about it.
1: <laughs> Terrifying children. He, uh,
3: cruising well, I don't know what no. we're doing this evening.
1: <laughs> no, was, no, 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 no. That don't go there. Listen, we should probably wrap it up. Cruising at that point. slow
3: in his car, just Uh, down the waterfront. Yep. Up and down, like just slowly with the the system down, system up and the top down. Swansea Bay. Is there a bay in Swansea? I don't know. Let's hope there is. Chemical works. (laughs) For your sake, big port so you can leave. So That's what it'll be doing. You'll celebrate by getting on a boat and going to America, emigrate. (laughs) It doesn't so, get any better than
2: this in Wales. No,
3: so, sorry do all our Welsh.
2: <laughs> so no credit to Swansea whatsoever. No fucker. I me. mean, I think I think he's probably entitled to celebrate a bit. Really. Well,
3: he's entitled to celebrate, but come on, there's a bit much. Like you, you will have left the ground because you hate being in it. Um, you've got to rush to the better uh, the bookmakers to collect your winnings. Um, but I, I was still watching his shameful parade. Um. Stuart Dallas for his Marseille turn. He can have a hero nomination. That was quite All exciting. Right. And Jack Harrison as well, even though his final ball today was probably sort of bollocks, but um, Pablo Hernandez got kind of locked down near Swansea's corner, you know, where two players are kind of trying to get the ball off each other and just end up standing, holding each other. Um, Harrison came in and, and put his foot on it and, and back heeled away and uh, almost set up a chance for lead. And I thought that was very good. And that's kind of... An example of what he does bring to the team which is the energy and fight for possession um but inevitably it didn't lead to anything
1: right well we'll follow this one up then on the regular podcast uh, through the week see what we got right what we got wrong check that out online in your favorite podcast player and head to the squareball.net as well for merchandise subscribing for the extra ball our other podcast as well the Square Ball podcast